Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 11 of He Book, She Book, and today we're talking about AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view. It was a very, very long pay-per-view, so we're going to go over this very, very long pay-per-view in hopefully not a very, very long podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Becca, and hopefully this podcast is short in comparison to this pay-per-view. A lot happened. It was really good. Yeah, it was it a was great show. It was just very, very long. And this is something that we've commented before about with WWE, where yes. they have really long pay-per-views. But they fixed that. They have fixed that. And AEW in general has fixed a lot of things that people mm-hmm. have disliked about pay-per-views in the past. But this time frame that they had it in, I'll tell you what, there was a really good match that I completely missed because I was just ass out on the couch. Yeah, it, guys, so, this was a great show. If you can, go back and watch it. But... Realize that you're getting into about a four and a half hour endeavor. Yeah. Including the pre well, well pre show started at what seven seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Either way, this this pay per view when we watched it went past like eleven thirty. Yeah, and we I were think just the last match started it, right? at eleven thirty, which was just it was it was rough. It was a long time. WWE has preconditioned us now. Yes. After years of like these pay per views are too long, mm-hmm. especially like WrestleManias, we're going to like one o'clock like, in the morning. We expect it. You know, like we do expect to be long pay-per-views, but I didn't expect it out of AEW this time. Well, the thing is, I, we only realized how many matches were on the card Yeah. like an hour before. <laughs> yeah. We were going over the matches, and there was 10 matches on this mm-hmm. show. And after like the second one, I think it was, I think the we opened with, uh, on the main card, Adam Page versus Brian Cage. And then we had the tag match of Moxley and Kingston versus the Young Bucks. And by the time that those two matches were over, it was already like nine something. Yeah, and only there were there the were the pacing a of the show was hella slow. Yes, but there were a handful that had you know time limits on it. Yes. Like I want to say Britt Baker's was like an hour. It was sixty there, minute time limit. It went, there was it went some a long time. Yes, but. there were some that were twenty minute time frames. But overall, the show was very long. I mean, we can jump right into it now. The pre-show really uh, Rhea taps out to Serena Deeb. That's, it was about a half hour, I want to say, that pre-show that we actually got the match. Yeah, and Serena Deeb and, and Rio was... I thought it was a very good match. I oh, love yeah. Serena Deeb, usually. Uh, she... I don't know, she's just, she's so believable. Like, she's got mm-hmm. this tiny frame, but she has awesome, like, veteran heel tactics of, like, she just attacks the knee brutally and then wins with that half crab. I loved the match. I loved the finish of it. And it, it got me... Ready. Yeah, it got me pumped. It's exactly it what a pre-show should do. Live crowd mm-hmm. helps so much, and it, yeah, it got me just very ready for this show, knowing that all right, these guys are going to put on because it's their. I mean, it's not the first time for AEW guys in front of a live crowd. No, but still, it's just it's still we're still getting used to that. Yeah, and that there energy. were people that did say it was their first time, like yeah. in front of a crowd, and that they were nervous about that and. Even if you're not nervous about it, it's the energy in general is mm-hmm. something that's just like, oh, this is powerful. Well, it's, it's one of AEW's big four, I guess is what you could yes. call it. And we knew it was going to be a big show. There was a lot of build to it. And yeah, the pre-show, great pre-show. Yeah. And then we jump into a, a fine opener. Oh, yeah. Ha- Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Cage. A lot of fun to say. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, Brian Cage specifically said that he did not want help during this. Correct. And his guys came out and they tried to help him and he refused that help. Yeah. And I really liked that. It was, so, yeah, Brian Cage 
and Hangman had a great match. Oh, yeah. At, like, solid amount of false finishes. You have Taz on commentary, Taz mm-hmm. being the manager of Brian Cage. And it's it's nice because Taz has that play-by-play experience from doing SmackDown years ago. So he can do the announcing and be a good manager at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's so biased, obviously. Cause, yeah. And he was getting he, so that's pissed. that's fun in an announcer. Yes. It was very... Like, he made it a different level of funk because, like, it's almost like he's trying to yell to Brian, like, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. Except the help. And, I mean, they cost him the match. Yeah. Brian Cage didn't want help. It looked like he was going to be able to do it himself. And I always love that little... That avenue we can go down with heels where Brian Cage can beat Hangman himself. Mm-hmm. Just, like, if you look at him. Look at the two oh, guys. Yeah. Brian Cage is a massive human being. Yeah, he's a big He's dude. a big old guy. And he should believe that he doesn't need help. Yeah. And it didn't look like he was in the position that he needed help. No, and so, they still did try to come out and help him. Yeah, and I'm looking up the match times now. Serena Deeb and Riho went 14 minutes on the pre-show. This match was 12 minutes flat. And I, this was solid a great match. match. Yeah. Solid, like, opener to the real show. Gets us ready for Young Bucks versus Moxley and Kingston. Which was my favorite match of the night. Yes. Your favorite um, match. I finally figured out which Young Buck was which, except I'm blown away because the older one I thought was the younger one while I was looking them up. Why yeah. does he look like he's 12 years old and he's really 36? They're both, like, they're both not young Bucks no, anymore. I keep seeing that they're that they're the middle aged bucks now. They're not which even, is like really middle aged. They're, they're not 30s. though. Like, they're, doing they're thirty one and thirty six. Like, they're they fine. Can, <laughs> they can wrestle for twenty years. You know. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, Sting's out there, and he was sixty two mm-hmm. or fifty. He's sixty two, right? Eighty five. <laughs> and looked great. He we'll looked get great. to that later, but yeah, this match went twenty one minutes for well, the AEW tag match. Was that from bell to bell? Yes. They start. They had yes. a long fight before that bell even started. Okay, something that keeps happening in AEW matches. Yeah, and it I happened this whole match. Again, it's the att- well, no, 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 we're not even talking oh, about no, that okay. yet, right? <laughs> we have a couple gripes with this pay per view, and it's a common. Oh, maybe this pay per view is, or this podcast is going to be a long episode. <laughs> well, I'm, we're really going to try not to have it as a long episode, and we want it to be positive. Oh I yeah. Hate negative. This, this was my favorite match of the night. I am going to be positive about this yes, one. Yes, but the, we have some qualms. <laughs> and these qualms start with, there's always seems to be, like, matches just starting brawls in AEW. Yeah. And, like, it takes a while for, like, the bell to ring. So mm-hmm. these match times are always a little off because there could be, like, a five-minute brawl beforehand. Yeah, there was a long brawl before this, before and the bell rang. This match, we'll get into our... Number one pet peeve of this match is a common occurrence in Young Bucks matches. I'm sure anybody that's watched them knows what we're about to talk about. What are they doing? The Young Bucks... <laughs> I don't even know how to phrase this. Why the re- are they always in the ring at the same time? What's the referee doing? It doesn't make any sense. It's like... When you tag, yeah. one leaves and yeah. one comes in. And you in. have to account of five <laughs> to get yes. out of there. This, like, referees in Young Bucks matches, and in tag matches in general, it seems like, in AEW, the referee just doesn't Yeah, they're both just allowed in there at the same time. Like, this is such an easy, easy thing to fix, AEW. Oh, yeah. Every tag match is a tornado tag match. There's no tags anymore. Yeah. Screw it. Yeah. We're not even abiding by the rules of tags, so why mm. even have tags? And it's funny because we are not the only ones that were mad about this during no, this, this is match. A common, this is a common occurrence, but, a common gripe but in the internet wrestling community. JR was on the I, announce yes. team also angry about it. JR is a real one for that. J- he just kept, he's like, what is the referee doing? Yeah, he's, he's like, just, what, what's he's he doing just, out there? He's just watching them. 
Yeah. Like, I get that the Young Bucks are one of, or two of the EVPs, the yes. Executive Vice President of AEW, but like... God, it, or make it the storyline of like the referee's afraid to lose his job and he doesn't want to like this. You know what though? The, it's not even just the bosses. young bucks because by the end of this match, Kingston and Moxley were both in the ring a lot too. Yeah. I mean, halfway through this match, it was clear that the yeah. referee was just there as decoration. Yeah, so all four of them were going at it at, yeah. at a lot. Um, and then you know they were also just like one of the young bucks was trying to stop either Moxley or Kingston from getting in the ring with the other one, which is more obvious, but not. Yeah. We don't see that as much because we don't see tag teams just fully in the ring with each other at the same time. No, and, and it's not supposed to be that way. And especially like when the referee is not distracted. No. He's just like watching it. And again, this was a great match. Yeah. This was one of the best and, matches. You know what? On I usually park. complain about when a tag team does a, a move together. Like sometimes it's just so unnecessary. And other times, like. They the Unbucks did a lot of cool moves together. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why they're one of the best tag teams yes, in the world. Yes, like they had a great match. It was, I mean, obviously I love John Moxley and him. And Eddie Kingston yeah. had a great match, but I was just, you know, like get Bucks, out of there. They have such a great. That's the thing is they're so good at pissing people off. Yes, <laughs> and like I wouldn't be surprised if they just listen to people like us mm-hmm. or just like read like the Reddit forums and be like. Oh, they, you hate oh, that? Oh, they hate when we do this? We're going to do it more We're now. We're going to keep doing mm-hmm. it. Because who's going to tell us to stop it? Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's literally how they see it, which is genius. Oh, yeah. It's just so frustrating. Yeah, it's and very And maybe something we just have to get over? I mean, we will. Yeah, we will. We'll but, get I over mean, it. The Young Bucks aren't losing the tag titles anytime soon. No, they retain, and I'm miserable because I want John Moxley to have all the gold. Great showing. By Mox, amazing match. Great showing by Kingston. Awesome match. 21 minutes long in what will be one of many 20 plus match. You know, plus minute something matches. else that I have to note is John Moxley ended up bleeding during this match. Because it's AEW. Because it's AEW. Is yeah. every AEW event blood and guts? Everyone I'm, we've seen. <laughs> everyone we've watched, somebody has bled. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And he didn't bleed a little. No, he was bleeding all over his face. Yeah. And what was it, Friday? Mm-hmm. When Hangman got super busted open mm-hmm. and was just really bleeding. Yeah, like, AEW always has blood. AEW just bleeding out. Uh, that leads us into our Casino Battle Royale. I love Battle Royals. So, like, this was fun. Um, it started with, what, I think it was like five. It was every couple of people had a certain, okay. like, they were just spades, the let's, diamonds. You want to do it? You, let's, <laughs> you're doing a great job. Okay, so there's four suits in the yeah. deck of cards, right? You got your clubs, your spades, your hearts, your diamonds. Each superstar in the back, or whatever AEW calls their wrestlers. I think superstars too. Right? It's I think it's five guys are assigned like spades. Five guys are assigned diamonds, etc. When that card comes up on the screen, those guys are next out. So mm-hmm. it's like the Royal Rumble, but it's 21 people, and we're coming out in sets of five, except we have a Joker card. And the Joker just comes out at the end, and who knows who it is. Yeah, it was a secret entrant. Secret entrant. Um, this, I like how they did it this time, because everybody got their own individual entrances. Yes. I didn't like how they used to do five guys would come out all at all once. All one shot. And nobody got an entrance. It was nice to have all of the entrances come in. Everybody gets their pops. Everybody mm-hmm. makes the crowd go happy. Go happy, right? <laughs> That's the episode of this, uh, yeah. the new this episode, guys. Make go the happy. crowd go happy. <laughs> It's not going to be double or nothing. AEW makes the crowd go happy. Um, So, yeah. We might as well talk about the 
Joker, real quick. Yes. A guy that we're familiar with from MTV's The Challenge. But also from WWE. <laughs> but more specifically. From, more uh, recently. Yeah, more recently. But yeah, obviously Leo Rush comes out. He's the 21 entrant. He's the surprise. Yes. And... Okay. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was it was fun. He did a couple fun things in the ring, but he was not in there very long. He wasn't. That was a quick... That was like the fastest a surprise entrant has lasted yeah. in a battle royal for me. And yeah, Leo Rush, nobody's going to deny how talented he is Mm-mm. and how good yeah, he is. Yeah, he's in the very ring. talented. WWE used him as a manager after like he was in the cruiserweight thing for a while. Uh, yeah, WWE really made him like annoying. Though. Yeah, they made him like a male Zelina Vega, and it was just very like why like this person can wrestle, let them wrestle. Yeah, and he's been killing it on the independence. Mm-hmm. He had that. Uh, yeah, he, he was on the challenge for a few weeks, and apparently. He thought he was blowing his chance in AEW. He was supposed to go to AEW before that. Mm-hmm. Chose to go on the challenge instead. And he's currently signed to New Japan. So he's another New Japan guy Yeah. in AEW. So he makes a surprise appearance. It's a short appearance. And we end up our final two as Christian Cage. Yeah. I was super excited just to see Cage like, or he looks great. back in there. Like He looked great. He was... I was I get excited to see the older guys like that. Yeah, and he was, was the only Cage or Page in the match, so yeah. that was easy. That was fun. Well, I uh, also know that one like really well. So Christian Cage, who was also the number one entrant, yes, came out. He first, was the number one. Had a nice pop, and Jungle Boy, mm-hmm. who we for some reason are just learning today. Yeah, literally this morning, this, I got woken uh, up with this information. Yeah. <laughs> he is like the twenty-three or twenty-four-year-old son of Luke Perry. Yes, uh, late actor Luke Perry. And he wins. He won. Jungle Boy won. And we really thought that it was going to be Christian. Yeah. I and then, because like, especially because Matt Hardy was the third, it was the final three. Yeah. Matt Hardy was in there. We knew Matt Hardy's guys, his like Hardy family or whatever he's calling mm-hmm. them now. They got thrown out and we were like, all right, Hardy's not going to be in this. No. And, you know, whatever. They're going to yeah. get rid of him. And, and they, Christian does. And we're like, okay, this is Christian's taking this. Yeah. He was the first one. Like, nice for Jungle Boy to get this far. Yeah. And then Jungle Boy turns around and wins. Yeah. And it was like, I, I was so happy. Well, I thought I they wasn't were really just it. running back what we just did in January with Edge. Which, well, yeah, that's exactly. Where the number one entrant goes to all the way and wins mm-hmm. it. And it was Christian. So and it, it made was Christian. sense yeah. that it would have been Christian uh, and Edge that had the Max Caster, by the way, with the nice uh, shot at Christian. No, he took shots at everybody. Well, he, yeah, he's uh, but very he's, good Yeah, he this. does that. Uh, saying that Christian was better with an Edge. Yeah. Very good. And Jungle Boy is super over with the fans. It's yeah. his song. It's his style. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got, so he's like, much. He's such a natural baby face. Mm-hmm. Especially because he literally is so young and he looks like a baby. He does look like a baby. When you told me that he was 23 years old, I didn't even believe that. Yeah, like, like, I, I thought he was, was younger 15 than 15 years old. I mean, I wouldn't go that young, but yeah. Like, he's like... Well, I believe Marco Stunt is 15 years old. I also believe that. Uh, there are a couple of guys on the roster that I'm like... Even Sammy. Yeah. I'm like, how old yeah, is Sammy that child? So, <laughs> uh, so Jungle Boy wins, and he gets a future title shot yes. for the AEW World Championship. And Luchasaurus comes out. I'm Everybody huge, comes I'm just, out. I'm just a Luchasaurus guy. Yeah, you just put him right on your shoulders. Yeah, put him on shoulders. And yeah, the fans I mean, were loving Christian it. even had like a really nice like congratulations yes, that's what to I want to talk about is Christian knows why he's here. Yes. Christian's not here for... The accolades. Christian's here for... He wants to go out the way he wants to go out. The same, same thing as Edge, but Edge seems to really want, like... Yeah, he wants a little bit more time. 
more time and like more. I don't know what the word, like he just literally main evented WrestleMania. Yeah. I don't see that for Christian. Eventually, I think he'll get a title shot, but I think Christian's here more to elevate. There's more for him to do in AEW in terms of helping. Yes. Like guys a newer along. talent. Mm-hmm. And this was huge. For, oh, yeah. I mean, like, this is huge for Jungle Boy in general. Mm-hmm. And Christian embraces him after just a super cool moment. Uh, not one that we expected. No, it was really nice all around. I mean, like I said, we thought we thought Christian was going to win this. Yeah. And then, but I, like, I wasn't mad about the ending. Like, I was like, oh, shit, that's awesome. Like, I was actually really excited for Jungle Boy. Yeah. So, I mean, he gets to face the AEW champion. And at this point, we weren't sure if it was going to be Pac or Orange yeah. Cassidy or Kenny Omega. And we'll get into that later because that was a fun one. Um, we have to get into the Battle for America. Oh, yeah. So, uh, happy Memorial Day, everyone. Uh, thanks to Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Stop it. We can celebrate without uh, oh the fear of England invading. So, <laughs> Cody Rhodes defeats Anthony Agogo. The American Dream Cody Rhodes for one night. Yes. This match, 10 minutes, 55 seconds. And it could have been shorter because we knew what the outcome of this was going to be. We knew that he was not going to lose as the American Dream. Cody, this match was so average. I know. And so flat. I know. And by the time Cody won mm-hmm. with a vertebraker, which was so I, very like strange. since when? By the time he won, the crowd was so not into this Mm-mm. at all. Like I'm surprised people didn't just like use this as a bathroom break. Yeah, it, it was because like I mean it was hyped up as like Cody's doing this for America because Anthony Gogo, I guess, doesn't like America or something. Yeah, whatever. Something very convoluted, something very weird, and we just we didn't need. For what this match ended up being, we didn't need all this build to it. No. It could have just been like, hey, Cody wants to take on the young, upstart, you know, ex-boxing guy. Yeah. Cool. It's it, He just needed something to bring in the American Dream name, I and know, now he it, has it. And It felt stupid. If I you're going to break out American Dream Cody Rhodes, do it in a, not a, necessarily a better match. But do it in a bigger match. This I, is a literal mid-card match. Why couldn't this be done against Miro, who is a champion? I mean, he'd get... He talks get all the time about how he's from Bulgaria. Well... That's in his intro. Yeah. Like, why couldn't it be something like that? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It wasn't a great match. We can talk about Miro, though. Miro had a great match. Miro like had a af- match. Right afterwards. Miro and... Lance, Lance Archer. Archer. For the TNT Championship. Mm-hmm. And Lance Archer... Another one that... Good for him. But didn't let the bell ring. No. Lance Archer yeah. went right at Miro, but at least, like... No, I think I think it rang and he just jumped him. No, he jumped him and then it rang while he was jumping okay. him. Because yeah. I remember being like, what, is every match, like, every match starts before the bell? Lance Archer was awesome. I've never seen someone get Miro that high on a chokeslam. Yeah. Ever. And it, this was also... This was a great match. Just when you have two just hosses, two yeah. big guys and it's a quick jake one. the snake came back quick jake he the snake. was here listen this match fits so much into nine minutes and 50 seconds and yeah. i'm actually stunned that that's the i'm shocked by that but that's because it was like such a good match that we were yeah. just like oh yeah like let's watch this and then you know miru does some weird shit with Bro, the snake so jake roberts oh god <laughs> all the PETA members turn this off i know <laughs> jake roberts as he does comes out with his snake uh miro yeah. had attacked Jake Roberts earlier in the day or mm-hmm. the, the day before or something. Yeah, something like that. And Jake comes out. He's got the snake in the bag. <laughs> I'm sorry. Miro <laughs> takes the bag and just yeets it. Yeah. 
literally, he starts shaking it. Got, yeah, got like real heat, like throws it across the yeah. whole. Like he threw that shit start, far. There's there, no guys, way a real snake was there in there. Is by the way, zero percent chance there's a real snake in there. there but <laughs> this got such good heat for such a small thing. Oh god, it was so because like we were both like, oh shit. <laughs> He just absolutely he just tossed. Threw that snake. That snake is dead. Yeah. And he's had like this crazy smile on his face. He gets to win. Mm-hmm. Um, of course he does. It was... I, I liked it. It was a great match all around. It had the comedy aspect that isn't supposed to be funny, it's but like was dark. funny. Yeah. yeah. If you're into dark comedy, this mm-hmm. match works. And if you also understand that there's definitely not a snake in that bag. Yeah. Uh, but just like the idea of your heel champion beating up an old man and throwing mm-hmm. his snake 50 feet... that's a winner to me i mean we also have a super super soft spot for miro in this family so (laughs) we do uh next up my match of the night dr Britt baker dmd versus karoshita and this was so good and the crowd is so behind both people yeah it was awesome but they was so cool the fans knew that this is Britt baker's time yeah and like as great as Hikaru Shida has been as the AEW Women's oh, Champion. Oh, she's been amazing. Through a pandemic. Mm-hmm. She, like, most of the people she was supposed to, like, wrestle and work with either were injured or couldn't get into the country or had, like, mm-hmm. COVID issues. And this whole time, Britt Baker's always been, like, the top female mm-hmm. for AEW. Or at least that was how it was planned. Like, when they signed all, like, the big free agents, she was the big name female they got. Yeah. And it was always, like, the women's division is probably going to be built around Britt Baker. And now it's going to be. And she's so over in this, She like, the deathmatch dentist, like, the just this evil... She's not playing too much into the dentistry thing, so it's, like, it's not stupid, like, no, the 1990s only thing, the Isaac only thing she shit. really says now is, like, I get up super early and I start my day and I do this and I do that. Yeah, like, that I have that shit video going on. Awesome. Yeah, and like it, it really proves who she is. Like she does a little bit of everything she's and she's dentist. good at all of it. Yeah, like the pre the pre match package was fantastic. I think and she said at one point like I don't stop working and like it proves yeah. like she never stops. Well, like when she gets done her match, mm-hmm. she's gonna go home and the next day she's gonna go practice dentistry. Yeah. And it's so crazy to yeah. honestly think about that. Because, like, in the 90s, Kane originally was mm-hmm. Dr. Isaac Yankum, an evil dentist. Kane's not a dentist. No. Dr. Britt Baker is literally, literally a dentist, and her lockjaw submission oh, it's is fantastic. so sick. Just imagine a cross face just with her pulling your bottom jaw down. Mm-hmm. And the fans went nuts because the, the only time she got it in. Mm-hmm. Was the finish of the match, which yeah. was genius, because she kept getting close, closer and closer and closer. Mm-hmm. This match was long. This match was awesome, and Britt Baker absolutely killed it. She's your new AEW Women's Champion. Yes, she is. And yeah, she absolutely deserves it. She does. It was a great match. And then following that, we had Scorpio, Scorpion Sky, and Ethan Page versus Sting and Darby Allen. Yes, yeah, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, oh, right. Ethan Page. Um, we're going to talk about Sting in a second because Sting was a revelation in this match. Um, I think we posted on our Instagram, Ethan Page tossed Darby Allen into like the first row of the crowd. It was from the middle of the ring. That was such a sick throw. He threw him so far. Like apparently it was Darby Allen's brother. It was, yeah, his brothers and his friends were sitting right there. 
Because obviously you're not going to just gonna throw. Yeah, you're not going to throw him in a stranger. <laughs> but yeah, he that was a toss. Yeah, and this match opens with Darby Allen obviously throwing his body mm-hmm. at people, and it, it's almost hard to watch Darby Allen matches. Yeah, because he gets thrown, he throws himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the only thing really worth talking about in this match is that Sting, at 62, 63 years old. Yeah, I think he's old, 62. Was incredible. Yeah, it was the first time we were seeing him wrestle in six years. Which yeah, they didn't bring up um, they, what that was. Yeah, well, they're not going to. And that six years ago, Sting was in a match with Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins throws Sting for the buckle bomb, and basically killed Sting. Yeah, we didn't think Sting was going to even be Sting, able to wrestle now. Yeah, Sting couldn't really stand up in that match Mm-mm. anymore. They had to rush the finish. Six years later. This dude's taking Listen, hits. When you're 56 years old, six years later is a long time. Yeah. And he came in and they worked to his strengths. It was just mm-hmm. quick bursts. Yes. It, Sting, if this is the Sting we're getting, mm-hmm. we can do tag matches for a while. Yeah. I don't want to see Sting in like one-on-one competition. Mm-mm. No, we I, don't need him getting hurt. We don't. We don't need all of that. I don't think he can do the long, um, the long things anymore. And this match goes 12 minutes 30. Again, short, sweet, to the point. It was great it match. It highlights everybody mm-hmm. in different ways. And, yeah, Sting gets the win, gets the pinfall. Yeah. And that's going to, like, that's so sick that Sting is 62 years old. Yeah. And absolutely killed it in his spot. Outshined everybody else. In he match. outshined everybody in that match. I was just going to say that he was he was incredible. The way that he just he was. Taking thank God that was in front of a crowd because the crowd yes, was going. They were shit. going crazy, especially he jumped off of shit. Like yeah. he shouldn't be able to move the he way that he's going moving, and he was doing shit. it incredibly. Yeah, a lot of stinger splashes. Crowd was just all over it, and the crowd really didn't lose any any heat for the next match, which. <laughs> I, at one point, thought was the main event. Yes, it was uh, Pack versus Orange Cassidy versus Kenny Omega for the AEW Championship. And I'm going to let Mike talk about this, because like we said, this match went on for a really long time, and I fell asleep during it. Yeah, so. this match itself was 27 minutes. Yeah. Okay, and this match came on... And it was on, so late already. Yeah, this match, I think, came on around like 10 30 And this, it was great. It, yeah, from what I remember. <laughs> yeah, like you were you were in and in out. And out. Um, but it opens up and they kind of just try to, in every triple threat match, you're going to isolate one guy. Mm-hmm. And Cassie's trying to do his thing. Pac's trying to do his thing. Kenny's trying to do his thing. And I just want to talk about like specific moments because Orange Cassie is so crazy over. And yeah, the fans love him. And there was one point in the match that Kenny Omega's trying to, like, German suplex Orange Cassidy off the top rope. And Orange Cassidy, his way of defending this, is he's going to put his hands in his pockets. He always does, and I don't know how he doesn't break his wrist while he's wrestling. And, like, the fans, because he kept trying mm-hmm. and getting closer and closer, and the fans were going ape shit. And he finally gets it sunk in. Neville, or I'm sorry, Pack. God, we need to stop doing that. I know. It'll, we'll get used to it. It's just so hard. We, we knew him as Neville for so many years and with AEW. Pack comes up and just throws Kenny Omega. This was an awesome spot. And then Pack is outside the ring. Orange Cassidy, still with his hands in his pockets, yeah. just flies, flips onto <laughs> Pack, rolls in, kips up, 
and the crowd is so behind Orange Cassidy. And there was no way, when I knew this match was like, uh, when this match was announced, there was no way Orange Cassidy's winning. No. He's not getting it on his first try. But it made me think that he should probably get it at some point. Yeah, he'll get another try. Um, Pac was amazing as usual. And this match didn't need the amount of bullshit that it ended up getting. In terms of like, Don Callis comes out and Kenny Omega takes one title, one of his many, mm-hmm. and hits Pac. Yeah. Takes another title, hits Pac. He literally hit Pac with all four of his championships. <laughs> Which is, like, a cool thing to be able to say, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Kenny gets this backslide win. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even, like, he didn't hit his finish. He didn't hit the one-winged angel. Yeah, one-winged angel. He didn't even, like, I don't think Pac hit his finish. Pac, or I'm sorry, Pac did hit his finish. I don't think Orange Cassidy hit his. This was for a 27-minute match. And it ended so abruptly. Yeah. Even after so much interference. Like, Cassidy had numerous false finishes, got very close, the crowd was going nuts. And, yeah, man, I just... Kenny Omega's so good. This match was so good throughout. And then I feel like they just botched the finish. Yeah. I think they just they kind of just threw it away on just a random backslide, so Cassidy didn't... I mean, he got pinned... But it just, he literally just sat up like, oh shit, that happened to me? Like, my, my shoulders were down? And that's just, that's how we, I thought that's how we were ending the show. Yeah, you were literally like, alright, let's go to bed. And I was like, hell yeah, let's go to bed. And I was yeah. like, wait, did I sleep through the stadium stampede? And you were like, oh shit, we gotta put that on still. <laughs> so, they're celebrating, right? Everybody's celebrating. You have the Young Bucks out there, you've got Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows are out there. Yeah, it looked like it was the end of the show. And then, like, they do, like, a full gear, um like, sign or, like, a promo for the next pay-per-view. I'm like, oh, cool. This, this is over. Yeah. Let's go to bed. And then we got to bed, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> the Stadium Stampede didn't happen. So I put the Stadium Stampede on, and the Stadium Stampede starts at, like, 11.20, goes 31 minutes. It's so fucking long. Guys. What are you doing? We want to watch the whole shit. The entrance to the Stadium Stampede was long. The inner circle. No, it was very cool, though. It was cool. The inner circle repels down. That wasn't even included in that time frame. No, I don't think it was. No. Um, Yeah, so they're doing this in the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium, just as they did last year. Yes. And the inner circle literally repels down the giant scoreboard i guess i don't know it said inner circle on it so like that was cool the fact that they were all coming down in front of it was a sick entrance always always make you a little nervous make me not even just a little nervous yeah super nervous it makes me super nervous there's always that like i'm like i'm not trying to watch this right now like i don't want to see this happen yes we need to just not do the repelling i asked that i was like how is this still allowed to be done when somebody and like isn't his anniversary, didn't that anniversary just happen like this past week or something? Like, wasn't that? Uh, I don't know. That was something that just recently, not recently, but. Well, they've been doing a lot of like own heart stuff. Yes. Um, recently, that yeah. has been happening. Like, but, his name has been coming Yeah, up. it always gets me a little bit nervous. I'm sure the rigging was professional. I'm sure the rigging was perfect. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It everything... looked awesome. Everything was yeah. great, but it, it does just, it make you nervous, nervous as and hell. So, this match goes all throughout. Uh, the stadium. Mm-hmm. Some really cool moments like Urban, Coach Urban Meyer of the Jacksonville Jaguars 
made an appearance real quick. Uh, there was a DJ that you freaked the fuck out about. Fucking Conan was here? <laughs> Just randomly DJing in the back? They were all, like, taking shots together, like, while they were in the middle yeah, of the match. Santana uh, is just taking shots with the inner circle, at, or, I'm sorry, the pinnacle at one point, and Tully looks like he's at, like, a... a Wait, a, they kept saying that they were at a disco. That's what happens when you go to a disco, the yeah, announcer. And was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What discos have you been to? Because, like, they're in, like, jeans and, like, boots. It was it such just, a... It, it was a, a very weird... But yeah, Conan's they're just all weird showing when in the they're background. Not in the ring, you know? Sean Spears, again, I thought is fantastic. Oh, no, wait. Him being in that room full of chairs, like, as the chairman, like, that was they probably were... my favorite part of this match. I thought he was about to break in as, like, the greatest showman. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, he's sitting down, <laughs> and he just starts, like, like you get these weird yes. spotlights. <laughs> and then he just starts hitting the chair. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm waiting for, like, the rest of the pinnacle to come out, and we just start to, yeah. ladies and gents, this is, like... <laughs> Okay, so, <laughs> and, yeah, Sean Spears is fantastic. I think, I might be one of the only people that's really on, like, I think Sean Spears could be, like, a main eventer. Yeah, but you've been saying that since he was Ty Dillinger. Yeah. Like, but I don't think Ty Dillinger could have been a main eventer. No, but you, you've been saying that you thought that he was, like, a great wrestler. Oh, he's, with amazing, there, there like, with no, a lot of potential. Yeah, there is no doubt in anyone's mind that, that Sean Spears is an incredible wrestler. Yeah. I think he has another level to go to, like, mm-hmm. charismatically. Because when he was beating up Sammy Guevara, I'm like, there's a fucking psychopath in there. Yeah. That they're not really unlocking. Yeah. And I don't understand why they're not unlocking it. Because remember when he debuted, he just chair-shotted uh, Cody Rhodes on the head. Yeah. That was, was that was another thing that I was like, I didn't know they were allowed to do that. It was a whole ordeal. And he does the same thing to Sammy Guevara mm-hmm. in, uh, in this match. And apparently Sean Spears is the only person that's allowed to do chair shots like this. Well, yeah, he's the chairman. I know. It's such a... Like, <laughs> even that is such a cool, like, yeah. thing to have. And there was about... So they had a ring set up on the 50-yard line mm-hmm. in the stadium. Yeah. Yes, that they, they used Once? for maybe 10 seconds. Yes. Max. I'm pretty sure, like, I could... Like, we could have gone through and just been like, one, two, and then they're basically out of the ring. Mm-hmm. And then that was the only time they used that ring. Yeah, we didn't see it again. So they're fighting throughout the stadium. Uh, again, like a lot of fun spots. And we eventually fight our way back to Daly's place. Guess where the crowd is. Where the crowd is. And it just kind of... Sammy Guevara gets the win. Yeah, Sammy pins Sean. Yeah. And that was... we. First off, we went into this thinking that the Pinnacle was going to win this match and that yeah. the Inner Circle was either going to break up or change their name because they weren't allowed well, to be the Inner Circle anymore. Anyway, I figured we were going to move on. But also, but, like, Chris Jericho and MJF obviously had... Uh, they were fighting. They're the ones mm-hmm. that were uh, in that Urban Meyer scene. They fight their way through the crowd. MJF teases that he's going to throw Chris Jericho off the balcony, which I thought was fun. Uh, but yeah, it just... The fact that it ended with Sammy and Spears it was, really threw yeah. me off. Because I thought for sure... This is going to be MJF's, like, another notch in his belt is mm-hmm. I ended the inner circle. Yeah. And he is going to pin Chris Jericho. Or he's going to pin Sammy. I definitely thought it would have been him and Jericho ending the match. Yes. Or, like, yeah, Chris Jericho makes MJF tap or something. Yeah, something. Like, it would have been the two of them ending the match with whichever way it went. Yeah. But instead... It's, it's Sammy. It's Sammy. It's a great 630. It was a great match. And, yeah, it just... It just 
the ending again, I feel like back-to-back matches, the ending mm-hmm. was just flat. Yeah. Because I, I, they panned to the crowd a couple times right after that pinfall, and it was like everybody had the same idea of like, oh, that's it? Yeah. Like everybody was like, wait, what? That's got- the finish? Okay. Like, I'll take it. But also, everybody's tired. Yeah, I think that was something. <laughs> like, they were like, We uh, were tired. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, but yeah, awesome card. I, I like Stadium Stampedes. I know that they're very polarizing because they're stupid. But, like, I like some stupid in my wrestling. Yeah, sometimes the matches just not in the ring are more fun. Sometimes yeah. they're not. Like, I didn't... There were parts of that that I'm like, all right, I don't care about this. Like, let's yeah, like go. Yeah, you actually... You were awake for this one. Yeah, by this point, you I had like a, second a second win. win. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, like, there's, like, there's moments... I get why people hate them. Because a lot of people don't want as silly. Like, people don't want to see Sean Spears and think that he's about to sing Greatest Showman. Yeah, but that was... I I like... I didn't think that he... I mean, I love The Greatest Showman, but I didn't think that he was going to be singing The Greatest Showman. I really liked that. Yeah, it was a cool setup. Yeah, I liked that whole setup. I mean, he's the chairman, and he's in a room full of chairs, and that was... They were having a chair match right now. Like, part of it was just like, damn, they got a lot of chairs. A lot of chairs in this one, you know? But I don't know. There was parts of that that I just didn't care about. I did find it hilarious when... um, Jericho and MJF are running through and he gets to MJF is like in the lead and he gets to a door and he's like we can talk about it we can talk about yeah. it like, he's yeah. like we can talk about that like I do think some things are funny but Chris like Jericho stapled a oh card my god he stapled a thank you card to his head Oof. that was a nightmare yeah fun spots fun yeah. match this mat this card overall had a lot of hits, oh, not yeah. a lot of misses. It was just really long. And yeah, that's it, we're going to keep coming back to that. If we could have shrunk this ma- this card down, Even down by, by like, like two or three matches. Yeah. Um, not that if they every match out, didn't like, have an a hour place. somewhere. Yeah, like or make the pre-show longer. Or yes, something. I was just going to say start the pre-show a little bit longer, or add a match to the pre-show. Have two, two or three matches during the pre-show. Yeah, because I mean you had short matches in this card. Yes. But match of the night for me, Britt Baker, DMD, beating Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's Championship. I think it was just, the crowd was so hot for that match. I know you disagreed. Well, it's just, I love John Moxley so much, there's no way I'm going to put anybody above him. Uh, okay. his, his match was the best match of the night, and I'm still sad that he <laughs> lost. And that's why I was like, you know what, he lost and going to bed. Like, I yeah, was yeah. over it. All right, but yeah, that's AEW's um, Double or Nothing. Oh, they also, yeah. one thing that you forgot, they had a new signer. Or somebody, they signed somebody new yeah. to AEW. Yeah. Mark Henry is yeah. all elite. The world's strongest man is uh, sexual chocolate is now all Shut elite. Up. <laughs> and so random to me. Mm-hmm. But we should have seen the writing on the wall because he's been, for a few months now, he's, he's been talking about how he wants to lose weight, how he thinks he has... Mm-hmm you know, a little bit left in him. And there was no way Vince McMahon's going to put him back in the ring. And it's the same thing that keeps happening is guys that want to do more that Vince doesn't see a reason to do more. Yeah. And it's not... I mean, Vince has so much talent anyway. He can barely use that roster. This is not not something Vince is doing wrong. These are guys that Vince is... I'm sure they text him like, hey, I think I'm going to start with AEW. He's like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. He's like, good luck. Happy for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Paul White is there now, Christian Cage is there now, Mark Henry is there now. AEW needs to definitely consider not signing as many yeah. older guys. I get the idea of, like, if Mark Henry comes in as an announcer and as a coach. I think right now they guy, said he was going to cool. be a trainer and an announcer for the new show. I would be stunned if he doesn't have one match. 
I bet he will. I'm pretty sure we're going to see Mark Henry in the ring, which is great. I'm happy for him. But I, I just, I don't want AEW to do the TNA thing of like, yeah. we're going to sign all the guys that WWE stopped using. Yeah, because there's a unhappy. lot of other talent out there that they can sign to. There's a lot. There's a lot there's of talent. There's also a lot of talent there. on their roster. Yes. That they can build up. And mm-hmm. hopefully that's what we're doing with this Mark Henry signing is if he's going to come, he's got to put somebody over. Mm-hmm. Put over Powerhouse Hobbs, put over Brian Cage, put over, you know, guys, make, help AEW make new stars just like Christian Cage did in this, uh, on this night with yeah. Jungle Boy. That's what they should be there for. Was there anything else? No, that's everything we covered AEW. Hopefully it wasn't so long and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely wasn't as long as the show. But yeah, that's AEW Double or Nothing. We will see you guys again on... Next Monday. Next Monday we will have our Raw and SmackDown reviews and news and notes. And yeah, have a great rest of your weekend. We will see you Monday. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at HeBookSheBook. And don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Monday to HeBookSheBook wherever you get your podcasts.